Hi, this is Sterling Harris with Sterling Harris Ministries. And if you want to create an impactful kingdom business, you should be listening to the Eternal Entrepreneurial Podcast with my good friends, Joe Newton and Pierce Brantley. Eternal Entrepreneur, we believe faith comes by hearing, and so do business skills. You'll hear powerful stories and strategies to grow your business, directly from Christian leaders who have done it all before. Catch us on Mondays for lunch breaks, our bite-sized business series, and twice a month on Fridays for faith-inspiring interviews. Well, hello and welcome back. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Eternal Entrepreneur Podcast. I am Pierce Brantley, along with my co-host, Joe Newton, and we cannot be more excited to share our conversation today with Sterling Harris. Sterling is a devoted family man, kingdom business leader, and widely sought speaker who equips people to hear God's voice and develop the relationship with God. He is a former NFL player and federal prisoner whose life was radically changed through a relationship with Jesus. Hey, Sterling, it is so good to have you on the podcast, finally. <laughs> man, it's it's been a, a trip. Uh, it's been a, a while, but man, it's good to be on here now. Man, Sterling, we like to kick off by giving our guests some context, because we, we like our stories, like we like our Bible in context. So can you give us a little bit of context of your entrepreneurial journey, uh, your current business, and how God entered into that? Well, man, really, God has been a part of my life since I was young. I was raised, I guess you could say, in the church, but I was raised around a lot of religion. So I just saw the working harder, doing better, getting God to love me. When I say religion, it's it's like, a, you know, you're, there's this religious duty, but the context of relationship, I didn't have the proper models and definitions to really know that there was a that there was an inner connection and there was a daily relationship lived with God that I, I missed out on for many years and so many people that that go to church and and church attendance is not Christianity. Christianity is about a relationship with the living God and God inhabiting you within your spirit and you having a daily connection with him and hearing his voice and knowing him in, in a deeper way than you can have any human relationship. You can't see God, but you what I've learned over the years is that you can experience him in in ways that are deeper and more emotional and more spiritual and more sometimes even more metaphysical, um, if I may use that word, than a human relationship is. And so the, my, my basically my story in a nutshell is that I tried everything, the NFL, the party scene, philanthropic work, motivational speaking. Some of that is good. Some of it is super sinful. And some of it is really, really amazing as far as the philanthropic work. And I have no shame in my past because God redeemed me from it all. But that's my that's my testimony in a nutshell, because this podcast is more about the entrepreneurial side of what God has done in my life. And so I started, I'm a serial entrepreneur. So I started my first business at 15 years old and started doing acreage mowing and cleanup. And so I did, I did acreage mowing with a tractor that my dad had a tractor company and him and I worked out a deal that I would give him labor in exchange to use his tractor and I paid for my own gas. And that's how I paid for my first vehicle. And I had my first business cards at 15 years old. So God has always put this, this kind of entrepreneurial thing on me. And I didn't realize until later years when I started hearing his voice and seeing how he worked that God is just as interested in impacting people in a kingdom way in the marketplace as he is in the church. I would say personally, from what I've experienced, 
I think that he's more interested in impacting people via the marketplace because really he can reach and he wants to reach more people. And I think it's the, I think it's the one place that the church has had the least amount of impact, which God wants to grow. So I, I grew up in Terrell, Texas, played football there. Long story short, a lot of people counted me out. God counted me in. I was hearing a voice in the back of my mind that I thought was just some Rocky movie that I, I thought that I was just super inspirational in my own heart. But what it really was, was the voice of the Holy Spirit. And so many times the voice at the back of your head, if it lines up with the word and you have an inner peace about it, that's actually the voice of the Holy Spirit. I learned a long time ago, I'm not that wise <laughs> and I'm not that smart. If I hear a thought that's wiser than me, then I know nine times out of 10 is Jesus. And so I didn't know that, but I followed God's voice to the best of my ability. You got it, got into, I was into religion, but then at the same time, when you're, when you're working hard or doing better, trying to get God to love you, there's this shame and condemnation. And so many people, they'll choose other forms of, of approval. And that's, I sought approval in the world because I didn't know I could actually have approval with God. I, I didn't even know that God had made me his righteousness. I was reading the Bible when I was a kid. I was like, if I can just be righteous, if I can just be a deacon in my church, like I can, all these righteous people in the Bible get all this stuff. And I didn't realize that Jesus actually made me and you and all your listeners, his righteousness, which means you have the same opportunity and access to God, the father, God, the Holy spirit and Jesus, as Jesus did when he walked on this earth. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so, so tell me, when did the journey, when did you start proactively learning to partner by hearing God's voice in your business? It wasn't until I went, I was a serial entrepreneur. And then I did a lot of different kinds of businesses. When I got out of the NFL, I did insurance and real estate. And I just, I just trusted God to bless me in that even I was on straight commission. And I just had this inherent sense that I, that God would provide for me no matter what, no matter the darkest times I was in the real estate business in 2006 and 2007 when it crashed. And in the financial services industry, and still God provided abundantly for me. I made, I made, I made six figures on average from the time that I was in the NFL when I was 20, 22 years old until I went to federal prison when I was 30 years old. So for those, all, all those times and in between, my average was well over six figures. Um, so it, it was a, it's a saying that I didn't actually know I was partnering with God by hearing his voice, but I had this innate sense that God would provide for me because I was his child. So God will do, God will give what you, he'll bless what you give to him and he'll work with what you give him. And I wasn't giving him a lot, but he was 10 Xing <laughs> what I was giving him. And that's, that's a word to so many people. If you will just give God what you can, even if it's a little bit, even if, even if it's 15 minutes when you start the day, you start the day in listening prayer and a daily devotional, God will bless that abundantly and he will guide your day. And if you'll just think about him and let God be the filter of the way that you make decisions, God will lead you into victory on a daily basis. It may not always look pretty and a lot of times it's uncomfortable, but he will lead you into prosperity which to me, I define prosperity is having more than enough God and his power and his love 
to accomplish and his resources to accomplish everything that God is called to, to accomplish. Prosperity is not about money. I mean, everybody knows that there's plenty of people that got plenty of money that are miserable, <laughs> but there's nobody who has plenty of God and his spirit and his, and knows his voice that can live a miserable life because what is inside you, when you stir it up, it's going to permeate your life and bring prosperity throughout your life. You see that in the heart of situations. Paul was in prison and super happy. I know from a personal, I've been in federal prison and been super joyful. I mean, <laughs> it's possible. And having lost everything, and I went to federal prison behind a business transaction that I didn't listen to my gut feeling on. I was young, ambitious, and naive and not really walking closely with the Lord. And that's what actually led me in a federal prison. And I ended up going to federal prison for three and a half years for a crime I didn't even knowingly commit, but I was doing business with the wrong people and not pressing into the Holy Spirit. And that led me into getting wrapped in a, in, into a conspiracy that I didn't even find out about until about eight or nine months after it was done. And by then, the crime had been committed. I washed my hands of the people. But five years later, the FBI indicted me because I was the people's realtor. And so since I was their realtor and they, they didn't pay their mortgage payments on some investment properties, but they did it to a whole bunch of them. And so they did, they did a whole conspiracy deal. Since I was their realtor, they rolled me into their conspiracy, which isn't exactly fair, but that's the way it went down. But had I been following the Lord and listening to his voice and following the unction of the, the peace, the lack of peace, which is the voice of God. A lot of people don't realize that God gave you an internal compass of the Holy Spirit inside of you. And if you would just follow the inner peace or lack of peace, so you feel like a calm, you, you're looking to make a decision and you feel a calmness about it. You feel a peace about it. There's a flow of grace to it. Or then you're making a decision. You're like, you don't really feel right about it in your heart. That's an invitation to say, okay, God, what are you saying here? What are you doing here? Or to put the brakes on and say, okay, maybe I should think about making a different decision. Just if people would just do that in their business on a daily basis and be more aware of the inner witness of the Holy Spirit, then that would keep you out of a whole bunch of wrecks. <laughs> I know it has me. And so when I got out of federal prison, God began to restore me. I, I was in ministry full-time for, for a number of years and then God supernaturally brought me back into the marketplace. And my godmother called me up and said, hey, I just lost 85% of my revenue. And I'm going to have to close my doors. And you're the best salesperson I know. And I can afford you because you don't mind working on straight commission. And I said, well, PJ, I'm not really sure. You know, God has me in full-time ministry. I'm about to finish the book that I just wrote. Um, we're about to publish it next year. So I'm not really sure if I'm going to get back into the marketplace. But the thing is, I always preach and teach that God is in the everyday and that God is in the marketplace. So when I prayed about it, I, and I had a couple of dreams about me moving these 18 wheelers, which is the business I'm in now. I'm a freight broker. I move 18 wheeler trucks all across the nation. And I, and I knew in my heart, the Holy spirit was saying to me through those dreams that, yes, I want you to go help your godmother. I got a, I had an inner knowing, and that's another way that the Holy spirit will teach to, to, to talk to you through dreams and visions. And then for me, I had a vision of that dream and I got a download, which means I got a flow of thoughts and I saw this inner visually. And I got the, the thought that help your godmother, it'll bless you and it'll bless her. 
And it has. She's gotten closer to the Lord because of the way that I conduct my business as a kingdom person. And God had to reteach me how to be in sales. He had to reteach me how to make cold calls. He had to reteach me how to walk in true integrity in my daily life. So it's been a journey over the last almost four years now uh, in this business. And it, it I grew up from the ground up and I started out, I think my first three months, I made like $300 total. <laughs> Good thing I still had a little bit of, you know, ministry income coming in because I was like, woo, that's a little, that's a little short, bro. A hundred dollars a month ain't good. I don't care what you do. <laughs> so it's a situation where I began to just in, in the, the business. So I deal with clientele that have these you know loads to move. And then I also deal with the truckers. So, I, so I just really, when I, on a daily basis, I spend time with the Lord in the morning. I ask him to guide my steps during the day. And throughout the day, when I make decisions, I try to let the filter of God's word and his spirit be, be the filter that I make decisions through. So I make decisions based on integrity, God's word and the leading of the Holy spirit. And there's sometimes that I make less money and it doesn't really make sense why I'm doing something, but it's what I feel like the Holy Spirit is telling me to do. Like the, like the other day, I had I had a, a pretty large a pretty large client come to me and they, they wanted these trucks, and I was able to get capacity when a lot of people weren't able to get capacity. And it's just a blessing of the Lord on my life. That and and I also have a lot of hustle to me too. That you have to you got to have some hustle to you too, bro. And so so. God, God allowed me to get these trucks that they needed for capacity. And through just a couple of days, we realized that you had to wait a little bit longer and my drivers needed an increase to keep them happy. So I got two rate increases, but I didn't increase my rate at all. So most people would have said, well, I'll give the drivers 80 and me 20 of the increase. And at first I was thinking that, but I didn't have peace about it in my heart. And I said, God, what are you saying here? He said, give it all to him. So I got two rate increases for my drivers and uh, to, on the loads, and I gave 100% of the increase to my drivers. And now the client was going to be a two-week project. They liked my driver so much, and they were in a good mood. They were getting paid more. <laughs> money helps. You know, <laughs> Jesus ain't broke, <laughs> and money helps. A 20, I love you, Jesus, and a 20 will get you a long way. <laughs> So I, the, the driver saw that I cut for them. And then I did, I did something that a normal freight broker would not do. I didn't keep the money. I passed the money on to my truckers. And I told them that I was doing that. And I said, I felt like the Lord was telling me to do this. It's just a little drop in little hints to them, you know, that, that, that this is not just me doing this because I'm a nice person. It's me doing this because I feel like that's what the Holy Spirit is telling me to do. And so when I did that, a two-week project has now turned into a two- to three-month project because the people at the facility liked my driver so much, when the project was over, they wanted to keep us on. So I, now, instead of just making, a, I would have made a little bit more, but only two weeks, now I'm making the same thing that I was making before the rate increases, but now it's two months, and that's the kingdom. Most people were like, nah, bro, I take the money, but see, and all money ain't good money. <laughs> Sterling, I love, there's so much to unpack and go into, into that story. I'm really curious because you, you, you specifically gave a couple of, of examples to where you registered what you were feeling, like you talked about earlier, like you had just, again, you were just conscious of, of that feeling. And then you paused 
and actively like actually asked God for his specific input. Can you break that down just a little bit more for what that process looks like for you, like in the morning and during the day, how, how did you learn to, to do that? Were there some practical things that, that you're able to do or teach others to do? Absolutely. Our, our whole ministry is about equipping people to hear God's voice for themselves and impact their sphere of influence around them, how they treat their spouse, how they treat their children, how they treat the people at their school and at their workplace. Because we spend more time generally with people at school and people at our workplace than we do our family. Although our family is, you know, God will tell you it's God, family, and then everything else. So the way that I do it is I try to spend time with God in the morning for at least 15 or 20 minutes. And I read a daily devotional called Jesus is Calling. And I kind of use that as a springboard to intimacy. I also listen to a a couple of guys like Eric Gilmore and uh, and some other guys. Jackie Baker is one of my friends. Uh, He's the one that's doing my wife's album right now. He's got some really, really great instrumental music that just kind of just brings the presence of God into the room. I say the presence of God, meaning that you feel like you're not alone in the room. You feel like literally there's a tangible presence with you in the, in the room. And so you have to be kind of aware of your surroundings. I can feel when the tangible presence of God in me becomes the tangible presence of God around me. And so that, that's a really good practical deal to do. And then I read the Bible a little bit and I'll spend some time in listening prayer. So I'll ask God, okay, God, what do you want to do today? And then I'll listen. And sometimes it'll be a phrase in my mind. Sometimes he'll show me a picture of just, just some trucks that we're needing to move or will bring to my mind, you know, walk in integrity today. Or he'll say, you know, love, love the people that you come across today. Or he'll, or he'll say, hey, let's get to work. We need to, and he'll bring to my mind some loads that we need to move that day. Uh, he'll also talk to me about, you know, things, you know, he'll maybe bring to my heart somebody I need to forgive or something I'm holding on to. I'll, I'll review the, the dreams that I had the night before with them. Like, God, what were you saying in this dream? And I'll pause and I'll listen. And sometimes God speaks in, in three different categories. Jesus said, I can only do what I see the Father doing, which we call inner visual. I can only... I can only say what I hear the father saying, which would be inner auditory. A lot of people think it's going to be a booming voice outside of you, but it's actually a small, still voice within you. And then there's a kinetic feeling of the Holy Spirit. We know Jesus was was moved along by the spirit, the word says. So Jesus is our model. And if he came to model how to have a relationship with the father, then we should model what he modeled. He modeled internal communication with God because there's only three times in the scripture that God speaks audibly in the new Testament. So the new Testament believer, the majority of what you're going to see here and experience with God is going to be inner visually inner kinetically and inner auditory wise inner auditory is like a flow of thoughts it's a download or an upload of a thinking or a or, or can be even a picture of something would be inner visual so maybe you people say i had a vision what does that mean it means god is using your imagination which he created by the way and i think he created it to actually speak to you number one he'll use your imagination to show you a video images or a scene and you'll get an upload or a download of what you feel like he's saying to you. And there's no wrong or right way to hear the Lord. It's all relational. And it's, it's like, it's like people, the Bible says, taste and see that I'm good. It's like, I can tell you an in and out burger 
is like amazing, right? There's, see, to me, there's a, there's a burger and there's an In-N-Out burger. But if you haven't tasted In-N-Out burger with a special sauce, animal style, you just don't really know how good an In-N-Out burger is. So you got to taste and see relational connectedness with God. And as you do this on a daily basis, God, you'll begin to be more aware of the kinetic unction of the Holy Spirit, that how he speaks to you intervisually, and what a download, upload, or inner auditory sound like for you. And how I do this throughout my day is I try to get like the snowball effect of positive faith rolling by spending at least five, 10 minutes with God in the morning and get my day going. And then throughout the day, I'm making decisions based on my relationship with Jesus and his integrity, his word and his spirit. So when I like sometimes like when we have loads, we can't cover on the phone with my office, I'll say, okay, Jesus, we need you to cover these trucks in Jesus' name. And at first, my office thought I was weird, but then they started seeing God cover trucks like this, like this. They couldn't, wasn't any phone calls coming in. And all of a sudden, a rain of phone calls come in. And the people in my office have actually gotten closer to Jesus because I've involved them in my creative process. And I'll say to one of my girls, Andrea, what do you think the Lord's saying on this? What do you think? Should we book it with this guy or what should we do? What, how much, how much should we post it for? And she'll get a number and I'll say, okay, we're going to go with that number. But before that happened, I said, hold oh, let me, let me pray about it. Let me feel like I feel like what I'm seeing. And I'll say, well, I see $1,500 in my mind, post it for $1,500 and, and post it for I'm feeling Friday and Monday. And then boom, it'll get covered for Monday. I, that happened to me this morning. I had some loads in Minnesota. I was like, man, it's like crickets out there. And I prayed about it. I was like, God, Jesus, I need you to, I, I prayed over on the phone with Andrea. I said, Jesus, cover these Minnesota loads in Jesus name. And boy, and then literally we did that yesterday and pleaded to the Lord in my quiet time this morning, I started getting text messages. Hey, the two Minnesotas are covered. The third Minnesota's covered, all covered. She said, I don't understand it. People just started calling all of a sudden. One guy took two. Well, but the thing about it is she saw it so many times. She's like, Sterling, I've gotten closer to God because I've seen when you first started doing this and I was uncomfortable, but when I saw you do it over and over and it worked over and over again, I thought to myself, if God will do this for Sterling for something like this, I know he'll do it for me too. And so God became real to her in the marketplace and now in her own daily life because I modeled what it looks like to hear God's voice in a very practical and applicable way that she was able to see the love of God and the power of God and the care of God. God cares about what you do on a daily basis, and he wants to be involved in every area of your life. And she saw that come to life in her life through me. And now she'll pray about loads. She'll pray over for our clients. Like she's seen it work. So now she works it. And before she's like, oh yeah, Jesus bless us. But now she actually really, really does it because she knows it really, really works. <laughs> yeah, so, some people will say, I don't let everybody pray for me. But people say, oh, I'm praying for you, bro. Don't pray for me because you might pray wrong. <laughs> You're praying the problem. I'm trying to pray the solution, bro. I'm trying to play. You try to play God, if it's your will, uh, maybe no. He said, come to the throne of grace boldly. Jesus, I need these trucks moving in Jesus' name. And so there's so many times that when I'll say, God, I need you to move these loads. What are you saying to me? I will see Jesus in an 18-wheeler with a red trucker's hat. 
and I'll just get the flowing thought, I got you, son. And I tell you, bro, there hasn't been a load that I saw that vision that hadn't moved <laughs> in Jesus name. <laughs> so that's how you, that's, I mean, that's a little bit of how you would just model something like that on a daily basis is spending time with him, letting God's voice be your influence or let the integrity, like if it, if you just walk in integrity and want to live your life with passion, excellence of the Lord, and you have that as your mindset every day and you say, okay, God, what, and it's as simple as, you know, Jesus, what would you do in this situation? And when you don't feel, there's times that I have a conversation with somebody and I get off the phone and I don't have a little like rattling in my chest or I have a little itch in my chest. I feel uneasy. I'm saying, okay, God, what are you saying there? And he might bring to my memory something I said in the conversation that he said, Sterling, you know, for a regular person, that's fine. But for a kingdom person, there's a better way to say that. There's a better way to do that. Or will tell me, don't do that again. <laughs> and he'll also tell me when something good is going on, I feel, like a, I feel like a lifting. I feel like a joy. And he'll say, that's good, son. I'm proud of you. And this will be a flowing thought that I get. I didn't hear a voice outside of me. I, came, I had a voice come up from my spirit to my mind. Sterling, I'm real curious for someone like you, who's such a driver type personality, go-getter, salesologist. How have you found that balance? And I don't even know if balance is the right word, but planning, setting goals, creating vision, like this is where I want to go and starting to take action, but still partnering with God. Cause I know a lot of people, they're like, well, I don't want to step out till I hear God's voice and I'm not hearing anything, but someone like you, like, I, it seems like the default is just, I'm going to go. Yeah, it's funny that you say that, Joe, because God has actually taught me how to slow down and not speed up. And so that for years and years, he's been teaching me how to not be a voracious like planner to the point of idol idolistic planning. And so there's a balance there. There's a harmony there. And so what I do is I say, I get in my quiet time and I say, God, what are some goals that you want me to set? And I'll jot down what I feel like he's saying. And then I'll also write down goals that are on my heart. Because once you begin to have a relationship with God, when you know his voice and hear his voice and connect with him on a daily basis, his thoughts become your thoughts. His wants become your wants. That's why the word says that if you ask anything in my, uh, that's in my will, I'll give it to you. That's in the context of relationship with Jesus. Because when you begin to take on the very nature of Jesus. See, we all are made in his image, but we all don't have his nature yet. <laughs> it's not manifest. Like God gave us his nature. Yes. in the person of Jesus, when you receive Jesus, but that your soul has to be renewed to that where you'll manifest the image and manifest the likeness that Jesus legally gave to you and spiritually gave to you. And so that, that's, that's a great, that's a great question. And what I do is I get with God and I actually set goals with him via what I feel like I'm hearing, seeing, and sensing. And then I also ask God, okay, God, what are some action steps that I can take? So I'll have my goals, but then you got to have action steps to those goals. Goal, God is a practical God. And if you ask him, God, okay, this is a goal of mine. Like my goal was to, was a couple of years ago was to make $1,500 a week. That was my goal in logistics. And so God gave me the idea of tithing towards my goal. So I tithe $150 a week 
And sometimes I made $350 a week. So I'm tithing like 50% of what I'm making. So it's hard sometimes, hard. When the slow season I got in one time, I'm like, God, do you want, do you want me to keep doing this? And I heard the, the voice of the Holy Spirit in, inside of me, the flowing thought. He said, Sterling, I'm going to break the back of poverty in your life. You keep sowing the seed, son. And I'm telling you right now, I'm going to break the back of poverty. And I just saw in my mind, somebody's back break and their back had poverty written on it in white letters. And I, t- I can tell you, I can tell you, Joe and Pierce, that about seven or eight months later, God broke the back of poverty on my life. My house got supernaturally paid off. <laughs> Since then, my business ha- has increased 300%. I now make well over $1,500 a week. <laughs> and I'm still, you know, still sewing, still tithing, still giving. But it's just so funny because I was believing God for something. And, and you know, I used to make, you know, it was nothing for me to make $10,000 a month, uh, you know, throughout, throughout my 20s. And I wasn't even, I didn't, I wasn't even seeking God that hard then. I didn't, I wouldn't say, I would say I had enough fire insurance to get to heaven, but I was living like hell in a lot of different ways. I was living in compromise in, in some large areas, but also some small areas. And God's, God's concerned about all the areas in between. (laughs) God is all about character refinement. And so that, that's what I can tell you is begin to live this as a lifestyle and be intentional about connecting with God and be intentional about hearing his voice in the marketplace about what's going on in the marketplace. And when you do, and when you're sensitive to that, my days are super crazy sometimes, super crazy. And I feel like, God, I'm like, I don't get to spend enough time with you. I didn't get my, my, my time in the morning. I feel disjointed. And I'll just say his name, Jesus, I need your help. Jesus, I need your help. And I'll just refocus throughout the day and just say, Jesus, thank you. Jesus, help me. Holy Spirit, guide me. And I'll just take a moment and just connect with the Holy Spirit, connect with God's voice. And he'll say, Sterling, and he told me the other day, because we were in just a crazy, crazy busy season right now. I mean, I mean, our load volume has tripled in the past two months, which is a good thing, but it also comes, you know, with, with other factors of time management. And so he said, Sterling, worship is anytime you turn your heart towards me. Worship is anytime that you make a decision based on my word and my spirit. Worship is when you treat somebody with kindness over and above what they expected. Worship is any time that you take a thought captive, anytime you go against the status quo of the world and go with the status quo of the kingdom. That's worship. That's a worship is a lifestyle and a life lived. It's not a segment at church. And that's tweetable and repeatable. <laughs> you can, I've been on you can mute, you, but I've been can, saying amen. <laughs> you can IG that one all day, bro. <laughs> Man, Sterling, this is so good. I know you've got me fired up and excited, and I, I love it because you do have the ability to simplify hearing God and partnering with God and the way that you live your life. It's like, oh wait, this should be this should be like normal, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> And the thing about it is, is Joe, that, that we've made, we've made things so complicated and, and mystified hearing God's voice, but it's so simple when I teach people how to do it and they start activating themselves into, and they're like, it's just a mental picture. 
I'm like, yeah, bro, that's God speaking to you. You mean that, that, that inner, that inner gut feeling I have, that's God. Yeah, bro. Most of the time. You mean those flow of thoughts, the mind, the voice, the back of my head, that's Jesus. I say, yeah, bro. If it lines up with the word of God and God's spirit and love, then yeah, nine times out of 10, you're not that wise. So I mean, mean, come on, bro. So it's one of those things that, that as you start to live connecting and hearing God as a lifestyle and you realize how simple it is. I didn't say it was easy because there's a lot of things buying for your attention and buying for your heart. But when you intentionally with intentionality and vigor press into the Lord, no matter what, no matter how you're feeling, no matter what's going on, no matter the situation, God will always answer you. And it might be as simple as I got you, son. I got you, daughter. I love you. It might be as simple as you feel a peace around you and God's saying, I got you. When you begin to honor God and celebrate the little victories, you will begin to live a victorious life because victorious lives aren't made in the widespread breakthrough. Although God is a God of suddenlies. A victorious life is when you live in victory in small victories of your life every day that amounts and amasses to living a victorious life. Any athlete will tell you it's not what I did on Saturday or Sunday or Friday night that really, that really made me a great player. It was what I did during the week and in the off season and in in the summertime, that's what made me the player that I am. I can speak that from experience. Wow. That's that's good stuff. Amen. That's that's something to chew on right there. It's it's simple, but it's not easy. It's not easy. <laughs> well, Sterling, time time flies when you're having fun, and this has been good. Unfortunately, we're heading towards the end of our time, and I want to make sure to honor you. We have five questions that we ask everyone who comes on the the podcast. So if it's all right, I'm just gonna rapid fire those at you. Sure. So number one is the obligatory podcast question. What are your top three must-read books, not including the Bible? They can be business, family, spiritual, even your favorite cookbook. So I would say the number one is the book that I just wrote. I know it's, it, it's, it's, I'm shameless in plugging the own <laughs> book because I, I, I wrote it where I just asked God for, I, I used to ask God, God, if I can just, I would meet people and I was like, if I could just transplant my heart and what I know, into you, into them, then it would change their whole life. And it took me three and a half years to write this book, but that heart transplant happened in this book. So it's called How to Hear God, 10 Ways God Speaks by Sterling Harris. And I'm telling you, it's a super simplistic approach to hearing God's voice in your everyday life. Uh, Second, I would say, I would say, man, it's such a, there's so many great books, but The Shack, oh my gosh, that book, it showed me and illustrated to me how the Trinity works and how intimate God wants to be with you. Like that book, like flip, like I didn't understand the Trinity. And then I read the the shack, which is one of the only nonfiction books that I actually have read that I really loved and that I honor like that, but it's a, it's a great book. And then I was, I would say for business, Anthony Robbins, Tony Robbins, Awaken the Giant Within. <laughs> hey, bro, he will teach you how to think about what you're thinking about in a, from a business and motivational and production mindset. I have 
a lot of his books on audiobook and on print. The guy's a he's a savage, bro. And he's he's very, very well tested. Very well tested. Like his his stuff works in any weather. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's good. And we will we'll have links to those, uh, uh, all of them, including Sterling's book. We're, we're going to have <laughs> on there. But I, I love it because uh, just to, to replug, if you look it up, he, the first thing that you say on there as far as what they'll get out of it is a simple way to demystify hearing God's voice. And and that's, yeah, it's it's simple. It's, it's foundational, good. man. I mean, yeah. if, if you don't, if you can't hear God's voice, how can you say you're in a relationship with him? But yeah. then 80% of the Christians I meet, charismatic and non-charismatic, when I ask them, do you hear God's voice readily and do you know it's him talking to you? I would say 80% say no or I'm not sure. But it's a communication is foundational to any relationship in your life, spouse, kids, whoever. So why have we not made that the major message in Christianity, because the major message is you have a living God that lives inside of you that wants to have a daily relationship with you, and you can know him through hearing his voice and experiencing his love. That, I mean, that, that, that's, but, but we have sermons on all other kinds of stuff, <laughs> but uh, the sermons on hearing God's voice and how people make it so hard, uh, I don't understand it. But see, I, you know, God taught me how to hear his voice. I just used to write down what worked and what didn't work. That became a lifestyle. Yeah. Then I began to teach it and preach it. And then I wrote a book on it. So I, I, the book came from just me wanting to hear God's voice. I was in federal prison being like, Hey bro, I was just in the NFL, six figure paying business. Now I'm in federal prison. Something in my life has went really wrong. Lord, uh, you have my full attention. Like you didn't get me here. My own, my own compromise got me here. But now that I'm here, I am listening. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We'll have to have you on go even deeper. Because yeah, hearing God's voice, it'll make your life simpler. And uh, as we've, you've probably heard here, a, a little more joyful too. <laughs> Amen, bro. Well, Sterling, question number two, you can send a note card back to yourself when you're first starting off on your entrepreneurial journey. What are the three pieces of advice that you're putting on that card? Learn how to hear God's voice, number one. Number two, learn how to hear God's voice. And number three, do not stop until you learn how to hear his voice on a daily basis. Read everything, look at everything you can on that subject, because out of that will flow your life and your success. I, I'm serious. Amen. And I, I, I've seen it happen. I went from, went from losing everything in federal prison, basically that, that the world would count as everything, my NFL retirement, my house, my car, everything, um, my freedom. And God told me, he gave me the scripture out of Luke that said, that said, I will restore you a hundredfold in this life and then the next for what you've, what you've given up for the kingdom. Mm. And I can tell you, Joe, that God has restored me more than a hundredfold spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and financially. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. No extra charge. <laughs> no extra charge. That that one's free. <laughs> but it'll cost you everything. <laughs> but yeah, details, details. Yeah. 
<laughs> Question number three, how do you define success for yourself today? Success for me, that was a problem. And I'm glad you asked that question. I had the wrong definition, definition of success. My definition of success used to be a mil, uh, being worth in excess of a million dollars. And now it's multi, and, and then it was like multi-millions. Now it's having a daily connectedness with God and out of that, living my life at the overflow. So anytime I connect with God, I'm successful. Anytime I hear his voice, I'm successful. Anytime I make a decision that Jesus would make in the marketplace or otherwise, I'm successful. So if you have a definition that you, you, can, you can experience success on a daily basis, it will keep you motivated. My success used to be based on a number and a house and a car and things like that. And those might be things that, yes, might happen for you, but they're in the future. How can you be successful today? Well, you can be successful today by re-engineering your definition of success, which, which Anthony Robbins, I learned that from Tony, Tony Robbins. Because he's like, you, you have these goals and people spend their whole life trying to get there, but then they're miserable while they're getting there. He said, but if you, if you redefine your success and you define it in a way that you can experience it every day, like he said, I define success um, physically when I work out, when I eat right. So every time you work out and you eat right, he's like, I'm successful in that area of my life. So I can do that every day or five days a week if I want to. In five days a week, I'm successful. I mean, it makes perfect sense. That's, that's real good. That's real good. <laughs> Question number four, when times have gotten tough, what's kept you from quitting? My relationship with Jesus is the number one motivator in my life. And before that, I was a motivational speaker. And when I got my 70 months in federal prison, which I thought I was going to get probation, God asked me a question and what he did, he spoke to me and I wouldn't tell you back then there was God's voice, but it was now that I know what God's voice sounds like. He brought back to me my remembrance of a sermon, uh, a, 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 not a sermon, because I wasn't a preacher then. It was a motivational speech that I used to give all the time in school districts all across the, all across the state of Texas. And one of the takeaways was life will always present you challenges, but it's how you respond to those challenges that will determine your ultimate success in life. And then I just got the thought, what are you going to do? And I said, God, I'm going to serve you no matter what. And I've carried that throughout my whole life because my life has not been easy, I've had a lot of challenges, but I always leaned on the Lord, even when I was leaning on him with a limited understanding, limited. And I'm talking about, I was living like hell and barely going to heaven type thing, but I had an innate sensation in my heart that God, if I kept seeking him would bring me out. And he always has. And if you keep that mindset, it's when people don't keep that mindset and they succumb to those things that they end up losing. You cannot lose with God as long as you keep playing. Amen. Well, question number five, what question should we have asked that we didn't? <laughs> I think you guys asked all the right questions. You're hearing God is foundational in your life. And how you do that practically is even more important because people used to say, oh, just let go and let God just forgive. If I asked 10 preachers, how to let go and let God and to ask them practically, how do you forgive somebody? I would get 10 different answers and eight out of 10 would probably give me some theoretical mumbo jumbo that I couldn't apply. 
We teach a three-step process on how to take a thought captive <laughs> that takes you about 15 minutes to learn and takes you a lifetime to apply. <laughs> effectively <laughs> i'm still working on it uh, small steps small steps small you show steps up every though. day you show up every day man when thought comes in you recognize it as a negative thought you cast it down say i refuse that thought in jesus name that's not the way i want to think anymore and then you just release that thought god i release that over to you if you need to forgive somebody god i forgive that person in jesus name step two forgiveness exchange step three you pray the opposite of the temptation so you pull out your spiritual 8k and you go bah, 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 bah. you dump on the devil you start praying opposite of what the temptation or the negative thought was if it's about your spouse god i just want to surround my spouse with the love of jesus i thank you that i that i love them more that you put a a, a burning passion in my heart to be an extension of the church to them and god i just thank you that you surround them with peace and love in jesus name boom Mm. I well, work those three steps every day, all day, at least 20 to 30 times a day. <laughs> Man, that's good. I love it when the gospel becomes practical. It's like, <laughs> oh, next level. Amen. <laughs> Sterling, two, two things. One, will you tell everyone if they want to find out more about how to get a hold of, of what y'all are doing through your ministry, where do they go? And then two, I, I've never asked this before, but will you just close this out in prayer and anything that's on your heart? Yeah, absolutely. And so you can reach us on sterlingharris.org or you can hit us on up on IG or Facebook at Sterling Harris Ministries. You can also hit us up on TikTok at Sterling Harris Ministries and our books are available on iTunes. It's available on Audible. It's also available on uh, Google Play as well as, as Amazon. So it's really, a, it's available on all kinds, barnesandnoble.com. It's all over there. You just Google Sterling Harris, how to hear God, 10 ways God speaks. Matter of fact, you just put how to hear God into Amazon. I don't know how God did this, but my, our book comes up like number two. And some lady named Joyce Myers is number three. <laughs> She's written more books than I sold. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't my doing. That was the Holy Ghost. Like, I don't know how he did that, but I was like, I, our book is above Joyce Myers. I mean, stop him. <laughs> stop it. Oh my gosh. I was like, wow, that's wild. But I'll, uh, I'll close this out in a, in, in just a, a prayer. And I just really, I feel a burning right now of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus, I just thank you guys. The people watch this, God, that you have been implanting in their hearts how to hear your voice. I thank you that you're, they're going to take this out, God, and turn it into a relationship like I did. I thank you that the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon them. I thank you for a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. I thank you for an empowerment of the Holy Spirit to have them go out in the marketplace and be your love and be your goodness, God. Let them minds now be filtered through the love of Jesus, through the word of God, and through the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, <laughs> so be it. <laughs> so be it. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, do me a favor and leave a quick review. When you do, it helps other entrepreneurs find this content and benefit from it too. See you next week.